0: Welcome to the 365 Message Center Show. Today on the show, we're going to take a look at Immersive Reader for SharePoint Pages. Mm. Um, SharePoint Events web part starts to get a little pretty instead of whatever it was beforehand. And um, announcing guest support for Yammer. It's, uh, it's back. Roll it.
1: The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. an interesting description there Daryl uh, the web part for events gets pretty as compared to whatever it was <laughs> hello everyone this is episode 186 how are you Daryl uh, good yep good how's tomorrow we'll, we'll, we'll
0: leave it at that oh okay. tomorrow um, tomorrow's good tomorrow's okay. good yeah
1: all right yeah we uh, do have uh, some interesting topics this week and we should probably just jump right into it if that's okay. Let's talk about the first message which is immersive reader is coming to SharePoint pages and news post MC243944. So this is coming for targeted release mid-March which is, you know, now to and then they say through standard release in mid-June. So, you know, somewhere in there standard release will start and Targeted will end. Who knows?
0: <laughs>
1: building, so this is really building on the success of the immersive reader in the Office apps. Uh, this, it's an accessibility feature is coming to SharePoint. It will read content on a SharePoint page or SharePoint news post for you. Not the homepage, unfortunately, that is excluded. But uh, there will be a button added to the page at the top that you could turn on the immersive reader. Now, it will only read text that are that is in a text box on the page. So that is a limitation here, but it is good to see some you know some of these features coming in for. And I think we've talked about it uh, last couple of shows uh, on items that are you know make it a little more uh, accessible Uh, so being able to have that capability is is good for those that you know may have trouble seeing what's what's on the page so like i said should be starting now to roll out to targeted tenant Uh, and i'll show for those on here with us on the video the What it'll look like is there'll be a nice button. Uh, this screenshot is showing it in between the page details and the analytics uh, buttons is where the immersive reader button will be. It's one of those features that came through
0: for education because they were wanting to help you know, students to follow along and to be focused on reading. I think that sort of follows as you go as well. Um, so it's, it is good to see some of these features coming through from the education space in recognition of, um, accessibility needs, mm-hmm. uh, within the, the, um, organizations. Yep.
1: I agree with you. So our next topic is we're staying in SharePoint, right? So let's talk about events, we shall we?
0: Yeah. Um. Look, I I know as I introduced it during the show, I I sounded enthused. I actually am about this one because when we put our modern pages together and we want to make use of the SharePoint events web part, um, we have a few options. And I like the card option, but it always felt so empty. It was like you were trying to get an event across and trying to get people to engage with it. It had the details, sure. But to look at it, it was... Eh, OK. Um, so MC 243945 uh, is announcing that there will be the image that you can put on the event. And remember, you can go and create an event, and it, it has this header where you can put in a, an image. Um, the page looks fine. But when we put that web part on a page to bring a list of events coming, um, that image never came through and it always felt really weird that we didn't see it so they're bringing that um, there's a, a example or two in the message showing you what it looks like there's the card view which is that um, you know sort of portrait style um, date and and what the event is and it'll show that header image and if you're using the list view of the events then that little square thumbnail is going to bring through the um, the view of that Um, header image that you might have used Uh, Daniel do you expect it to have the same kind of controls you know sometimes we're able to
1: drag and say this is where we want the image to center I think it'll I I, you know we can do that uh, on pages for this web part I highly doubt it I highly doubt Mm. we will have any sort of control in fact I think for Uh, what it'll do here is it'll probably just take whatever the image is and it sizes to whatever it needs to be on. Like Mm. you said, there's that card view, which looks like it may show the entire picture or a, um, Mm -hmm. the the picture with the right aspect. And then the vertical view, which is kind of squares, right? If we're doing just the, um, uh, the, the looking at the vertical option. And Mm. I, I really, I have thought the, events web part has been maybe the most boring web part in sharepoint because you're right it and in fact it's very confusing so if you look at i think maybe it's just for me but if you look at the we're looking at the message here and if you look at the um, web part the current one you look at it and the first thing you notice is a number Mm -hmm. right your first your eye goes to the number because that's the biggest thing But what it is, is a a little square that has the abbreviation for the month. And then below it is the number for the date, but you look at it and it's a date, but so on this Mm -hmm. screenshot, it's a perfect example. It says 31 and then four and then six. Okay, great. So those are all events probably within one week, right? 31st and then the fourth and then the sixth. Right? that's within seven days nope 31 is in may apparently and then september 6th and so you totally overlook the months i think it's confusing and it's boring so what we're getting is this you know pictures everybody loves pictures right oh yeah
0: yeah and look at like i said it's about trying to get people attracted and engaged to what that event is um don't just rely on um, clever titling of the events. But anyway, that's um, looking forward to seeing that. And that is rolling out to targeted release, um, select user and organization in late March and expect it to be completed for standard release in late June. That's actually quite a gap, March, April, May, June. So they're not going to complete this for quite some time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. Anyway, uh Tell us, Daniel, about this change to Yammer and guest support.
1: Yeah, this is announcing general availability of guest support in Yammer native mode, in parentheses, MC244062. And this is bringing general availability in late March. So this is quick, and we're not getting very much notice here at all. (laughs) Uh, Fortunately for us, it'll be turned off by default, meaning... This is not something they're forcing on you without a whole lot of notice. The changes, and so it's already rolling out and it'll be done by the late of March. For those organizations with networks aligned to native mode in Yammer, uh, network admins will be able to turn on the ability to give uh, so that external collaborators can can come in and be part of your community. And then community admins will then be able to invite guests. Uh, The ability to invite guests can be controlled per community though. So it's not like Mm -hmm. you're turning it on for your whole network and then every every, uh, community then gets to do it. Like you can control per community uh, if they are allowed to do it. Uh, Like I said, it's off by default and you can control it by uh there's several you know ways you can control this one of which being that you can control it by like a domain name so you could do things like i don't want my competitor you know so their domain name is xyz123.com i do not want them to be invited as guests so let's Mm. let's kill that um now that could be you to go that way that might be a, a lot of work <laughs> to list all the domains you don't want to allow but also things like you can probably use that to you, you disallow things uh domains from outlook and gmail and those kind of things too so you can control that mm-hmm. so do you do you foresee this being a big thing i mean it, it well, seems like it was something that was very much requested so well
0: yeah Requested to be added to the new Yammer experience because we did have it before we shifted into Mm -hmm. this native mode with Mm -hmm. uh, connected Office 365 groups. And I belonged to a few of those um, external groups, Um, like Microsoft invited me to a couple, and there was a couple of other vendors that would. It got around that need to um, run entire external networks for Yammer. If you wanted to collaborate, you could just dedicate a group for that, bring people into it, and you could have those conversations mm. within within that without having to change tenant. Does right. that sound familiar? Yes, it does. <laughs> Sounds like the old Teams di- dichotomy. Um, but yeah, so it's good to see it come back to the Yammer experience. Uh, it is going to add some considerations to that whole guest <laughs> access discussion. It is for. Yeah, because it better be managed in the same way that everything else is. I believe it will be because it's all about Office 365 groups. That's the key thing. Native mode is about being Office 365 group based. And um, therefore, like you can use things like sensitivity labels to have control over it now, too, which is it's pretty
1: cool. Well, and it's very interesting, I think, that I don't want to get in trouble here, but you so. There was this movement to use Microsoft 365 Groups, right? And so everybody was using Mm -hmm. it. And then products started saying, well, we want to give you an option. Power BI being one that said, we really need to have workspaces that are not tied to groups. And so you can do that, but actually default now is not to do that. And then we've got mm-hmm. other products that we've talked about here in the recent months that are moving away from being tied to groups, uh, at, at least you know giving you the option or sometimes being the default. And now we have Yammer catching up to kind of to using groups, right? The native mode being tied to that and allowing this external access when other apps are kind of fleeing from being tied to groups. I think it's interesting just this mm-hmm. dynamic about what we used to talk about when what you got with an, a Microsoft 365 group, an Office 365 group before, has changed and continues mm. to morph on what it controls. And so I, I think you're right. This adds complexity, you know, to making sure that you're managing your Yammer network and the communities within it appropriately. Um, but there's, there's so many other things that are being, that are added to that complexity. Right. It it just, uh, I think it's important if you're using Yammer, if you're allowing Yammer that you pay attention to this is, is what Mm -hmm. I think, you know? So,
0: yeah. Well, yeah, it's good to see it come back. I think our advice, uh, is admins and people who are going to own these communities, should um, understand what the implications are just like anything else where you have guest Access.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, right. speaking of uh, you know, you kind of alluded to something else about switching tenants, uh, which was kind of a, an, alluding to Teams, our next message is about mm-hmm. Microsoft Teams.
0: Yeah, this is uh, about poll creation for Teams. Um, when you're wanting to get people engaged during a Teams meeting, and by asking them some questions and giving some getting some feedback and even presenting that feedback MC two double four three oh four introduces some ai assisted poll creation uh, apparently it's something that's been in the forms product for some time uh, they're bragging about it being since 2018 getting suggestions for creating poll questions and answers um, so that bringing it in now into that poll experience for a team's meeting. Uh, they've got individual roadmap items for the different kinds of suggestions that yes, they're going they to make. Yeah. So specific polls based on a title of a meeting roadmap number seven, nine, four, nine, I'm not going to read through the roadmap. I just, I had to start on it, <laughs> but so it's, it, you're creating a poll in a meeting. The meeting has a certain title, so the poll that you create will make some suggestions. Um, if you're creating that poll based on others that you've previously created, and here's a one that you'll probably often see, um, is the kind of meetings where you're wanting to get just a quick feedback of, was this a good use of your time and you know that repetitive one. Mm-hmm. So that may be suggested to you if you're running a similar kind of meeting, um, Similar kind of time slot recording or rather um, name. Um, Lastly, multiple choice answers. And so based on the meeting that you're holding, that it might make suggestions for how you might want to add for different answers in that multi-choice. Yeah. So there's a few things to look at there. Um, It's, I mean, I guess AI is good to get us off to a, a good start. Um, I do find though sometimes I want AI to not be in the way, right? Not making too many suggestions, or not trying to auto-complete everything I type.
1: Yeah. Uh, this so, is a good example. Yeah. I think this screenshot of this feature is: if you type in "What is your favorite color," then it's going to give you color options uh, to use, you know, to click instead of having to type out blue, teal, pink, green um so that that's that's helpful i think but you're right it it is something where we have to be careful and we've talked about this before is you know i don't think ai is there to the point yet where it really can deviate much you know it it sticks to the just like the responses in email of okay thank Mm -hmm. you or okay thanks or you know sure i'll do it or whatever those you know and if everybody's doing it then you know you're asking five people something and all five of them respond with exactly the same words it's because they click the button Mm. on their mobile and so i think you're right there it it, um but i i do like the ability to quickly create these polls especially if you're in a meeting and you want to you know do it really quickly but
0: yeah like um I don't know. I don't think this message actually talks much about it. But, you know, the ideal is to be able to create these polls before the meeting so that you can just go ahead and publish it when you need to share it with the audience. Mm. Uh, So I don't think we're there yet, but at least this helps the process along. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so that begins to be rolled out in late March and expect to be completed in late April. And, um, yeah,
1: create some engaging polls. Mm -hmm. Go to it. Now. Do it no wait finish the show and then go do it oh okay okay yeah yeah
0: hm. uh oh right yeah so um segue oh you it's got a segue do, do you have point. a good one yeah yeah no okay. i don't really oh, I don't, right. you know i'm not good at this man so
1: tell me about this other thing <laughs> perfect i love it tell us about the other thing daniel the okay. ne- next message this this mm. next message is sharepoint page analytics mc244 306 i got excited when i saw this i really did i'm not i'm not doing i'm not saying this just to have some drama on the show i really did get excited mm-hmm. about this because i'm dealing with some organizations now that are using out of the box sharepoint and they want to understand engagement you know we built this page right. we're, we're having people build pages and sites and hubs and but are they even using it, right? So mm-hmm. they wanna know more uh, about the analytics and people are so used to seeing what's available with other types of products. Uh, so they want to see some of that analytics in SharePoint. So this is rolling out, these. this update is rolling out targeted uh, org, if you've got that selected, mid-March through mid-April, and then standard release early April through late April. Very interesting. It's overlapping. If you notice, one ends in mid-April and the other starts early April. So not a whole lot of time for them to learn, but uh, maybe they've got it down pat. (laughs) Um, But uh, Microsoft will be introducing new page and news post analytics in SharePoint. And really, I said I got excited when I saw this until I read it uh (laughs) because the changes aren't a huge improvement in my opinion yes they're an improvement i'm don't get me wrong yes it's nice to see more types of analytics more more types of numbers but it's not exactly i think got us there to the point where people would say wow this is all the analytics i need to understand engagement it's just not there yet i don't i don't think and hey i'm a co-host on the show and I, i can say what i think right but it is an idea is, it is an that is the idea but it is an improvement so the the three things that we're going to be getting new is page viewers page views and average time spent per user okay
0: that that's the part that i'm thinking like what that's pretty cool that one
1: yeah the so the average time spent per user it, that, that is a An item, if you're using any other type of analytics product, which I do, another third-party product that you can put on your public websites and it gauges, you know, um, is understanding how how long are people spending on your page. Are they coming Mm -hmm. in and going within two seconds, oh, this is not it, and clicking out? Or are they staying for two minutes, meaning they've actually read the content and consumed it? So that, that is a way... I will say, though, average time spent per user, that's average across all of your users. So it, theoretically, you could have people come to your page and have it leave it open and walk and go get coffee, and now they're ruining your, your time because they clicked on it and and it didn't load quick enough, and so they went and got coffee. Anyway. You mean your monitor and your webcam aren't <laughs> tracking your eyes to see if you're actually reading? Right. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> no. Bummer. So, um, it, I again, it, I think it is interesting information, and it will give you a little bit more uh, information about what is going on. I just don't want us to get too overly excited about this. Uh, that is, so if you come on up additional information, it's already
0: given. It's already given us like good tools to help us decide what do we need to do to to tweak this content up so that people are going to stick around longer and
1: did we did we publish it at the time that everyone needs to read it i agree it it is helping so we already have this page traffic by time that gives us Mm -hmm. a good idea of when people are coming so coming to our site and to our pages so that we can understand. Okay, if everybody's hitting this around lunchtime, then let's post before lunch so they can actually see it. Right, uh, if we wanted them mm-hmm. to see it that day. Um, so we get page viewers. And one thing this will, does do is nice is it has this top uh, right corner actually gives you an all-time view. So for this uh, page, when I clicked on the additional information, I'm, I'm loading this support document under page viewers. It says unique viewers, 168, 30% up since last week. So I'm looking at this week view. But if you look in the top right corner, it says uh, 3,468. That's all time. That's not, that's not you know, it, it is whenever it was created until now. Uh, so mm-hmm. if you go look at page views, then you'll see that as well that we have uh, 125,498 here. That's all time page views. So it is good information. I, I like this and I like that we're getting that. Hey, how many times has this actually been seen? I will say the page viewers does take an account, you know, it's if I go to it multiple times, it only counts me once. So it is intuitive to, or is it smart enough to understand that? Um, the average time spent is uh, doesn't give us that all time kind of tracking but you're you're seeing that in per the uh the allotment that you've checked uh, on the report to see this one is showing since last week so this is weekly uh this the and then the page traffic is what you were talking about and we already have that uh, mm. and it is here so it is showing you know the page traffic by time to see you know kind of like this heat map of uh uh, you know when people come to the site so
0: hey um the the average time spent per user Mm uh in that graph example there six minutes and 45 seconds 40 percent down last week you see the graph on the side there 400 is that you reckon that's 400 seconds on the x yeah i I do uh... (laughs) i gotta wonder about that because like six six minutes 45 seconds that's 360 plus another 45 that's roughly 400 so So what is that
1: x-axis i i think maybe they are they had some time (laughs) with photoshop and didn't do it right yeah i don't know about
0: that i don't know what's going on that's me being picky i'm just pretending that i like math um, but that's cool. Uh, look, I think these are good. These are good tools, aren't they? For at least out of the box, giving you some more information yeah. to try and drive more engagement. Pick the right time. Tweak a few things like your title and your first sentence or two.
1: Yeah. All yeah. right. So let me talk about Microsoft Teams. Let's get into our quick mentions section of the show. Yes, yes. So, Microsoft Teams is giving us the ability to, on our mobile app, so iOS and Android, all at the same time, which I'm loving, mm-hmm. this is Microsoft Teams Mobile Optimized Network Data Usage MC244059. They're going giving us the ability to reduce the bandwidth that is being used by video in Teams on our mobile device great um this is a good thing uh especially if you're you're and this is i think really targeted towards cell of course to kind of really hone in on how many times have you been in a team's meeting let's say uh, on your mobile device and i've i've joined quite a few and it's getting kind of iffy on hearing what people are saying and you're you've got video going and screen share and all this going on your phone and then you're and it's like this is going to give you the ability to in your settings This is a per user thing this is not something an organization can enforce or or send out but i can say use better utilize the network when i'm on cellular is one option and so when i'm on cellular then it's going to reduce the bandwidth that's used by video so that we can still talk right so we can still keep communicating so it's going to limit that video usage mm. uh, to I think it's 500 kilobits per second on average. Uh, so there's three options. One I just said cellular. Another option is never, which is the default. So it's not going to you're not going to use this feature unless you go in there into the settings and change this. And then the third mm-hmm. is always. So if you always want to just dial down the video traffic then you can set that. So that's in, um, that is in your settings and it tells you how to, shows you how to get there. I'll pop this image up. It shows you how to go to settings and then data and storage and there's a reduce data usage option. You click that and you have your three choices. What do you think Daryl? Good thing?
0: Um, I think they've had to introduce this for a couple of reasons. Um, you know there are more people having meetings, of course. Um, but I think when they introduced more gallery view of people in the gallery on a mobile, um, that's taking you know different video feeds from different people, mm-hmm. and you know it's, it's I don't think it's doing anything too fancy at the server end where it's it's compiling that all together and presenting that to you as one one sort of object that's sort of just changing up its frames. It's still taking individual feed. So if Daniel had poor bandwidth, he would start to look a little blocky versus someone else who's come in. And yeah, they look different. Um, But yeah, 500 kilobits. uh, I think it'll go down to
1: probably, you know, average kind of quality. Um, Yeah, I think it's a good move. I think it's just it, it is protecting the voice because yes video is important but i think in those situations you're on your mobile mm-hmm. this is you're not trying to have the best experience ever i mean you're you're just trying to be participant in the meeting then audio is probably the you know what yes, um, probably... because a a shared desktop or if you're
0: sharing an application that is still considered shared video and so this sitting will actually apply to that too it actually puts more onus on the presenter to make sure that their screen size is not the crazy size resolution that their massive monitor might be because that's also going to look absolutely rubbish at 500 kilobits per second. So if you're presenting, narrow it down to 1920 by 1080 or even smaller or just focus on the application. But yeah, that's important. I think we're asking
1: too much. Probably of an average user to keep, Oh, I'm I'm not supposed to share my, I I think a good choice is to share the app. You know, if, if you're Mm -hmm. wanting to share an app and that's all you're going to share, then share the app. So don't share your whole desktop. And so you can size it and, and have it. The, The trap there is, is I've seen been in way too many meetings and this was supposed to be a quick mention by the way. (laughs) <laughs> I've been in too many meetings where someone shared the app and I I've even done this and it's like, Oh, I need to show something else. Let me show the desktop or whatever. So you got to unshare and then you got to reshare and you got to sit there and yep. wait and you're just, and everybody's going, okay, what do I do now while I, while we wait? Is it there yet? Can you see it? Is it, can you, can anyone yeah, say, can, can see someone it. tell me? You know
0: you know that joke that you're trying to tell me to fill in the dead ear while you were sharing that screen I didn't get the joke can you go back and tell me the punchline again
1: so anyway I I think that is um, that that's fun this should be completed by mid-march so check your mobile app now because we're in mid-march. Uh, so make sure you got the latest update uh, for iOS or Android and, and you'll be able to uh, use that feature. I, if you use Teams on your mobile device, I would highly suggest you take a look at that and, and turn it on. At least cellular would be my recommendation. Last right. quick mention, which hopefully will actually be a quick mention this time. Oh, it'll
0: be super quick. It'll be super quick. Yeah. Yeah. So for Microsoft lists, um, the person column is improved. How about that? I kind of rejiggled it. Anyway, MC244060, uh, what you'll see is as you're using the people picker, um, it's going to present to you people uh, that you connect with frequently. All right, So it's using the graph to make suggestions and help you quickly get to the people that you want to choose. Um, so good. Uh, I think that's okay, if the list is based around teamwork and people that you're currently working with. So you'll probably find this most useful when it's a list to do with the team or a list to do with people that you communicate with. If it's a list that you're just generally making for um, anyone in the organization, and if you've got a large organization, it's probably not going to make the suggestions that you're looking for. So do get used to just typing up that name. It'll autofill and narrow it down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's I, I, ideal to... Speed up that, yeah. that list creation and, and list um,
1: choices. I agree. Anything to is, anything to make it go faster. You know. Yes. <laughs> Let's get on with
0: yeah. it. Yeah. Rolling out mid March, complete by late April.
1: So yeah, we have uh, about a month and a half for all out. So, mm-hmm. I I'm um, anything to help. Like I said, anything to help us get that done quicker and and be able to um, not have to. If if you've been working in SharePoint Online to. Uh, even a little bit, and you worked with people, column, and you start typing. Sometimes you can't find people, sometimes or some or not just can't find somebody. It just doesn't pop them up, and you're like, mm. no, and you know uh, someone I work with all the time. I want to find them in here. So, anyway, I think it's good. I we have in, gotten to the point of the show where we have nothing left. Um, yeah, no other topics. Yeah, we, we to didn't talk actually. About.
0: We didn't manage to find a callback that we felt was callback uh, worthy.
1: No, we did. I, I well, I was looking at one that was supposed to have rolled out last month, and hasn't yeah. been updated. And so I clicked the little thumbs down and said, "Hey, where is this? Uh, it has not been rolled out." So yeah, we honestly, I think we're seeing that more often that the mm-hmm. the release schedules are
0: either being pushed out, or the other scenario we see is ta-da, it's actually here already, sorry we didn't tell you. So it's harder for us to sort of find a callback and say, it was mentioned a little while ago, it's just landed.
1: Will you please forgive us, folks, for not having a callback this week? I'd appreciate it. I do want to quickly mention that we now have an official club in Clubhouse, the mobile app for iOS For those that are on the iPhone and iPad, you can download the Clubhouse application and you can go to clubhouse.365mcs.com or clubhouse.messagecenter.show. And that'll take you directly to our Clubhouse where you can follow or join our club, whatever that means. Um, So we do have another uh, meetup scheduled on Clubhouse this week. Same bat time, same bat channel uh, my time you uh, in the U.S. Central time is 5 p.m. on Thursday, this Thursday. That is 11 p.m. UTC. And then for mm. Daryl, it is noon.
0: It'll right? actually be an hour earlier. So oh, no.
1: what would have been
0: my lunchtime, it will now be probably 11 a.m. We'll work
1: on that. We'll work on that. So <laughs> pay attention to social – And what Daryl is talking about is we had daylight savings time flip over this – this weekend, uh, this past weekend for us in the US, uh, most of us anyway, and so uh, anyway. So we'll figure that out. Pay attention to the socials so you can check out. Uh, and we, I, I think we have a good time. We get on there and we just chat and let you chat, ask questions, talk about stuff that's come up new, um, and we talk about things we talk about in the show before we get to the show, so. Yeah, it's always good to hear the the opinions and um,
0: first reactions from from people.
1: Um, Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's our show number one eighty six. Thank you everyone for joining us, and we will talk to you in Clubhouse or we'll catch you at the show next week. So bye bye for now.
0: See ya.